Welcome back to another edition of Talk Nerdy to Me. I am your host, Troy Stegner. Please subscribe to this channel so we can keep doing these cool videos for you guys and comic book reviews. And while you're at it, hit that bell icon up there also. Eh, we'll notify you whenever there's new videos. Okay, I did the review for ENIAC numero uno. Now we have ENIAC numero dos. And it's... Uh, it's an, so far they, they've been using some of the uh, actual historical events and twisting them, a little fantasy, and I'm liking it. I like it a lot. Uh, if you remember the ENIAC number one, it was uh, ENIAC was the first computer that was built, and um, we built that you know right before the end of World War II, and then we dropped the bombs. Um, and then that was that was that. Well, ENIAC, uh, the the comic takes off on the premise that you know th that computer they built became self-aware, kind of like uh, in Terminator, you know, Skynet, and uh, just it, it ran rampant. It it, just, it kept growing and growing, and eventually uh, ENIAC was is running everything behind the scenes. It's whatever ENIAC wants, ENIAC gets. Um, Again, the quality on, on Bad Idea, you got the thick cardboard type uh, covers, you know, nice glossy interior pages, bright colors. Uh, ENIAC, why Marvel and DC can't do something like this for the same price? Because these are going for nearly the same price, you know, I think $3.99 and $5.99. You know, I wouldn't complain about paying that for these. These are great quality unlike some of the marvel and dc stuff where my god the the covers are just as thin as the interior things and so many rips and dinks marvel dc take a, a note and uh, do things like this and you'll have much better sales that being said uh eniac numero uno we left off where they dropped those two uh those two mercenary women um, near where ENIAC's now, and their their whole mission is to destroy ENIAC because uh, ENIAC has started a countdown and said, "Hey, at the end of this countdown, I'm just going to blow everything up because you guys, you know, humans suck." And he's going to take care of it. Well, it gives you a little, you know, it gives you a little bit of that. They go in and they save this dude who's supposedly going to help them. He has intimate knowledge of ENIAC, so he's supposed to help them to upload some kind of virus to take care of ENIAC. And then he starts telling you the story, uh, the, a little bit of the backstory. Him and this other dude who was the originator, the creator of ENIAC. ENIAC actually calls the dude father. They sent him in originally to, to take out ENIAC. Couldn't get it done, and he ended up imprisoning this dude and... Uh, the other guy ended up being shot in a back alley somewhere. They let him go after his life was ruined. But how they explain ENIAC uh, propagating past, you know, his controlled environment. Russia found out we had ENIAC after the war. So uh, as they are wont to do, they espionage stuff. They stole ENIAC. And ENIAC didn't take kindly to that. And they must have let him get into their system because they're saying... Uh, they're hinting that ENIAC is the one who caused Chernobyl to melt down. <laughs> uh, he didn't like what they were doing, so he basically melted down Chernobyl for him as punishment. 
I, I, I like that idea. I, like I said, I love when they use real history in the, in the stories. Um, and then eventually, you know, he kind of set up shop there in Chernobyl. Uh, when they went to go try to save him, uh, they found all the women in Russia who had disappeared uh, due to being mistreated or whatever. ENIAC had kind of welcomed them and they have little implants so he can uh, communicate with them. Basically, it's like his old security force. But they, you know, they eventually get in, and there we see early stages of what ENIAC looked like. Big egg that's piped into everything, and nobody's going to go to Chernobyl to look for him. Um, so, yeah, they get all the way in there, and, uh, you know, he's talking to him, and ENIAC's calling dude father. He was supposed to blow him up, but what ENIAC didn't tell him was, Oh yeah, he had a nuclear bomb in the Kremlin, on the house, uh, White House steps, and all these places, and he let the countdown get down to one, and he only stopped the countdown if they promised never to come back to Chernobyl, never to try to look for him, never bother him. Obviously that lasted for you know a couple decades, and now they're back after him, because he started another countdown. They, they might not have messed with him, but he did start another countdown, and uh, yeah, they, they barely escaped. ENIAC has eyes and ears everywhere. He knows what's going on. This dude that he had captive, who was the friend of the one who originated and created ENIAC, uh, he has, they were asking about some code to implant to kill ENIAC. And he said, well, it was hiding in plain sight all the time. He had it woven, he wove it into his own shirt, the coding. Uh, so, you know, inconspicuously, ENIAC wouldn't see it and wouldn't know what was going on. And after he tells them that, that's where it ends, you know, and they're saying, well, how do we defeat something who knows what we're going to do before we even know it? And as they say that, you know, ENIAC, it shows the camera view, ENIAC is watching and listening. So, I don't know, I, this isn't a limited number series as far as I know. Uh, I don't know how long this is going to go on with them trying to kill ENIAC, or if they, if they Matt Kent has even a end point in mind. But, I, you know, this is a, a good follow-on to number one. I like number one. Number two, a little more backstory on ENIAC and, you know, some of the other stuff. They tie it more into historical events. So, yeah, I like it. And like I said, bad idea, always with the, uh, the short stories toward the end. This one's another uh, Kent and Lapham type thing. It looks almost like the Hero Trade type artwork. Doesn't really explain much. It starts in Austin, Texas. Dude is, uh, <laughs> he was buried, so he digs himself out. And they find him, you know, they take him to the hospital. And they're questioning him uh, about, you know, what happened. He said, well, I, you know, I don't know. Somebody broke my house. I blacked out. I woke up. I was buried in a shallow grave. I dug myself out. Uh, his kids and, I guess, wife were buried next to him in some graves. Police aren't buying it, so they're giving him the third degree. And finally, they tell him, "Hey, uh, we know you killed your family, and we're going. We're not going to stop until we prove it." Then they let him go, and he's going to his house. You know, it's all condemned with a yellow police tape. Uh, he's all bandaged up, and it uh, shows him. You know, he's trying to sleep. How can you sleep after you find all this stuff out? But he gets a knock on the door, and uh, there's this dude with his mask, doctor-looking guy. 
and all he tells him is, hey, you know, we're sorry what happened to your wife. Uh, here's a check, and it's got $12 million on it, so they're going to give him $12 million if he signs this NDA and agrees not to talk about anything that's going on. So the guy's kind of perplexed. He has no idea who this is, why he's getting offered $12 million. And uh, the guy's, you know, kind of come in, blah, blah, blah. He walks in, and they walk into, uh, I guess it's the garage or the basement, secret room in this shed. And he tells them, uh, you know, basically, why do I have to sign this NDA? And he said, well, you know, your wife was a hero, you know, Say she sacrificed her life, blah blah blah. He said, "Yeah, and uh, yeah, she was a hero, and there's a, a superhero." So he said, "Oh, I guess she never told you." So I don't know if this is going to tie into hero trade or or what, but we have another another superhero. We haven't seen her. All we've seen is her suit. Supposedly she's dead. I know her kids are dead. The husband was left for dead, but not quite. So yeah, the. They, they are telling you just enough in these stories to get you interested, and they're ending it at a real good point that wants you, leaves you wanting more. So, I, yeah, I don't even see a name for that, that story. But, oh, I, I lied. It's called The Bloody Mess. I'm guessing, if I had to guess, I would say it's tied into Hero Trade. It's the same, same artist, David Lapham, so... Same premise as the superhero in it. So, yeah, ENIAC number two. Good follow on to ENIAC number one. Uh, great quality book. Some, some glossy on the front. I don't know if you can see or not. Some flat and some glossy, which makes, you know, the glossy part stand out nice, which is like the characters and their weapons. It, I like it. I love this quality of book. And the stories are very compelling as well. So ENIAC number two, we're finding out more about ENIAC and uh, it's not the first time they tried to take him out. He's got a countdown going and this bloody mess uh, short story in the back, also very good. I'm liking it, liking it a lot. So ENIAC number two, go, go get in line at your comic store and get these. I know issue one was heavily allocated. We got more of issue two than what we did with issue one, but uh, bad idea is never going to stop printing these comics, but what they will, and they don't do second printings, they call them not first comics, and they'll change something on the front, probably the, the letters on, and the other one, they, instead of white, the ENIAC letters were black to denote the second printing. So, if you like that review, and why wouldn't you, subscribe to this channel so that you will see every time. Or hit that bell icon after you subscribe, and you'll see every time we put up a new video. And until we put up another video, later nerds. Get nerdy with me. Tell me what game that you get on. Is it card or What kind of class do you play, girl? In an RPG.